the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing tonight. If this is your first time joining us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Good evening, gentlemen. I hope that everything's going well with you guys. I know we're going to have an interesting topic today. It says, what would be the good news to you? Or what would you say to someone about the good news? So some people would probably say, hey, my mortgage is paid. I won the lotto. But, you know, we know what the good news is, and that's sharing the life of Christ with others. And um, and hopefully that they'll have a life with him. You know, guys, I'm going to go ahead and open up in Colossians. I know it's not where I wanted to start, but I want to open up and I'm going to tell the people what the Bible says about Christ. OK, and I'm going to start in Colossians one verses 15 through 20. And this is what they talk about mm-hmm. Christ it says Christ is the vis- um, a visible image of the invisible God, for he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. And for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we cannot see and the things we can, uh, the things we can see and the things we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ also is the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, the supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything, for God in all his fullness was pleasing to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled himself reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. And I just love that, guys, because if you didn't know who Jesus was then, now you know who he is. So he holds all things together. And, you know, we know that um, in the old law that you were dead due to your sins. and But Jesus came and he took away, and I'm going to read out uh, chapter 8 in Romans, verses 1 and 2, because I want to show people how um, their sins are taken away and there's no more death penalty. You're free. And so it, it says here in chapter, um, chapter 8 in Romans, verse 1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the living the, excuse me, the power of life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. 
I, I just love the way the scripture says about life and death and what the power is and who holds the power. Mm-hmm. We heard what it said in, um, in Colossians 1 about who Jesus was. Here again in Romans 8, 1 and 2, it talks about how we have life through him and the, sin of, uh, sin, the power of sin has no control over us. And then I'm going to sum it up with this one, guys. Um, and, uh, well, I got one more after that. Um, it's in John three, uh, three seventeen. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this verse. It said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Another verse to back up what he's doing. And then the, the, the last one I'm going to read, it will be 38 to 39. And this should really let everybody know what uh, Jesus is about. It says, And I am convinced that, n- that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or below in the um, earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen to that. So, you know, um, anything and everything is, is belongs to Christ, and that's including us. And no one could take us away from Christ except our own selves. True. And so I know what that means to me as a uh, man that loves Christ, and I'm thankful for him. Him showing me my sinful ways, and they got me out of that. It starts all in the mind. You know, it says you have to, your heart, you get a new heart. But you know what? It's it's a change of mind. God even said that uh, last time when I last week when I read that, mm-hmm. have a clear mind and self control. So it starts in the mind, and there is a word for it in Greek. And I met metas. I forgot the name of it right offhand, but that was says, and that was to do with repentance. And that was called a change of mind. So a lot of people say, you know, repentance is bad. Yes. The the word is, is the one we get metamorphosis from. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, Meta, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And it's called a change of mind, which meant in Greek. And that's where Christ was saying, and there's repentance is saying, you know, everybody behind thinks that repentance is a bad word. It, it's it's actually a good word because it gets you correct. It corrects you. And that's what Jesus was saying. You get a change of mind. You're going to get a change of heart. You, we change our mind and let God change our heart, and that's exactly what it is. And that's what God, that's what Jesus lives in, and and that's what the topic's about tonight. You know, it's about what Jesus done for us and the good news that we have. And like I said, I know where I've been in my life, and I thank God every. You know, I still get up and say, God, I'm so thankful that you took me away from that lifestyle because I'd probably been dead by now, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, so (laughs) I know in our lives and that. So we're focusing on Jesus tonight and the good news. But what would you tell people the good news was? So it's kind of makes us stop and think, where is our priorities? And and that's where tonight's show is going to go. So, Blaine, I know that you got some scriptures and you're going to read out of Acts. Is that where you're going to start at? Sure am. Yeah. Uh, You know, I want to just sit here and say agree with you men. Um, you know, with those scriptures that you've read, John, there, everybody out there, you know, it, when, when we'll hear later, uh, John, or Pastor Ed talking about that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, I think we're all built. We are all built. We are manufactured with that hole in us, and we need Jesus. Um, but, but you know what? We're going to find out. I'm going to read you guys a little story here. It's, uh, I love this story. Um, it's very true. Um, it's very simple. But again, John, when people are repenting, um, a lot of people think, oh, we're supposed to repent and be 
clean and pure of our sin. Well, we, we will repent of that, and God will do that in due time. He could do it right away. He might take five years. We just got to change our thinking. A lot of people don't understand. It has a lot to do repenting with the way we think. And so I know God has called us to minister to our family and friends, to the homeless, and whoever comes our way. And they need to know. They need to know this story right here. So I'm going to read it for for our audience. It, It is in the book of Acts. It's in chapter 16. And it's starting in verse 25. I'm going to read it probably through uh, 30. Nope, 31. And it goes like this. It says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were in prison. I didn't tell them that. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. 28, but Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he, the jailer, called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he, he brought them out and said, sirs. What must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. I think everybody, I know everybody ever created, all of mankind wants to know the answer to this question. <laughs> so I, I better read it. <laughs> it's, it's, and so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the, the, the Lord to him and to all who are in the, his household and uh, that hour, that night, they washed their stripes. Um, so immediately we know the rest of the story. They were baptized. It, it's, it's an awesome thing, guys. We, we do speak about <laughs> baptism around here. Um, we know the thief on the cross was not baptized. But man, oh man, when we find Jesus Christ, what can we do to be saved? We're saved by his grace, by his blood. Let's show it mm-hmm. by getting baptized. Let's put on that wedding ring of Jesus Christ saying, I'm with him. Because we all know the word tells us that Jesus says that if we if if we, um, if we confess him before man, he will confess us before our Father in heaven. But listen, folks, yes. if we deny Jesus, he will deny us before his Father in heaven. So we got to get things right. You know, the hearts of uh, these men and myself, we get to be on this radio station and at least share these scriptures with you that what must we do to be saved? And, you know, John, when you read John 3.17, 3.16, and all these scriptures that are coming up, um, it's the Word of God, it's truth, and we can bank on it. Absolutely, Blaine. I, I loved it when you were talking about him being um, in prison. And, you know, and, and they said that he was praying and singing hymns. <laughs> right. I don't know many people who sing hymns when they're in prison unless you have the 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 heart of God in you. And mm-hmm. so we know what God can do. I know what he's done in my life, Blaine. I know what he's done in your life when we were in high school and what, you know, and stuff that we went through yeah. and only by the grace of God and his love. And, you know, when folks, when they talk about Jesus knocking at your heart, you will know when God's tugging at your heart and then give your heart over to the Lord at that time. And you will see the miracle. I call them miracles of what he has put Amen. us through and doing. I never pictured myself out working with the homeless. Okay. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever be in that ministry. Hey, you know, I, I am so thankful, John. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to go too far on my verse there, but they were singing in, in, in prison 
It was a dungeon, man. It wasn't anything like ours. You know, there was no TV. There wasn't any AC. And who knows what they were eating, but they were praising God. They were looking outside of their circumstances, and people were watching. So everything that we do, brothers and sisters in Christ, everything we do, we cannot be fake. But as God increases our faith, as we praise him for all that he's taken us through, and he's walking every step with us, we can sing praise, and it's going to affect those around us. So that jailer accepted Jesus Christ that night. I'm going to think everybody else in that prison did also. We don't know, but uh, we know how much of a, a witness Paul and Silas were. I just think it's a beautiful story. It, it really is. And, you, and you, you know, there's a lot of food in there, too, if you really stop and you disciple, uh, decide, dissect <laughs> the, uh, the scriptures. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm a little twi- tongue twisted yeah. there. But anyway, um, Blaine, that, you know, is there anything that you wanted to say about what Paul was, what, he, what his. Um, why he was so, you know, happy and all that, too? I mean, why the jailer? Well, you know, uh, there's a lot to be said about Paul. We know he's gone through more trials and tribulations than anybody. Okay. They say, you know, he talks about all the stripes he's been through, all the beatings with rods, shipwrecked, naked, hungry, um, fasting. He's just been... The, the snake? Oh, yeah, we know he's bitten by that viper <laughs> also. He's been through it all, but... He also talks about a man in 2 Corinthians 11, I believe it's 35, that had seen the third heaven. So Paul, you know, we all walk by faith. We have to. And so did Paul. But, but he was taken up, and he saw, he saw what we need to see, what we have faith in seeing, the things that we hope for. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about our Christian walk is we have this ginormous hope. We, we all know that the Bible talks about faith, hope, and love. And, man, our, our, whole, our whole study— the time that we get to spend together tonight with you guys and with our audience, it's about our faith. It's about that hope. And I, and I believe maybe later John's going to be in that hope of, or Pastor Ed's going to be in the book of John 14. Um, but it's about faith, hope, and love. Paul, who was so indignant about just, you know, going after these believers uh, of Jesus, became so in love with Jesus that he says that he, there's, he sinned more than everybody. Yeah, He knows that he was the most wretched sinner there was. And if God could show him grace, our God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, he, he can love and show grace to anybody else and all those around us. And, and that's really the, the point that I wanted to make, is that, that our God is just so good. And um, he, he just loves us so much. And I believe um, you read John 3.17. Yes, I didn't go into 3.16. I did read 3.17. Yeah, but he loves us. You know, I, I get to share with a lot of people, folks. Um, I get to do some teaching and studying with some, some folks. And uh, this week I had mentioned to them that this Bible, this holy Bible that we, that we hold and we cherish, it is a ginormous love letter from God our Father, the creator of the universe. So um, I think that's about all I got to say. I know no, that's a lot, perfect, but... Wayne. No, no, that's it. That's a, I love the way that description is of the Bible, that it is a big love letter from God. It and, is, yeah. and, you know, and people say, you know, I've done too much sin. God can't, how can God love me? God loves you. Let me tell you, he loves you and he loves you and he wants you to come to him. So please, Ed, uh, gosh, I know that we call you the cleanup. And the reason why we call you the cleanup, you're going to put all this together and you're going to let everybody know how to come to Christ and and what they're going to do. So would you go ahead and kind of yeah, help I thought us I was that? called the cleanup because I make the messes. <laughs> but moving on, you know, a couple of things uh, that you talked about, life and death and who holds who holds the keys to life and death. And we got to admit it's Jesus Christ. 
when you when you think, and I hate to go back to old things, but we talk about Buddha. Buddha's dead. Uh, you go through Muhammad. Muhammad's dead. When you talk about Jesus, he's alive and well. He's alive. And Amen. he ministers to us on a personal relationship. Other gods don't do that. Um, so, so that was a great statement about who is in charge here. And it's the man that we need to worship is Christ. And you talked about uh, the, the jailer. And I like the way it goes to the jailer. And, the, and it's, there's not a lot of description. But it says, they said the word. And that word gave them saved. And that's kind of what I want to talk about is what words do you need to say to be saved? Mm -hmm. And we know the example of the jailer that he said the words and it, him and his family were all saved. You know, one of the things we look at in, in salvation is uh, salvation is a very simple thing. Christ said, I, I, I wish that none be lost. And because of that, he makes salvation simple. Now, man makes it complicated. Man says you need to be baptized to be saved. I have trouble finding that in Scripture. There are some that say if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. I have trouble finding that in Scripture as well. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, these are things that are said. You need to be baptized. And if you, if you get the gift of tongues, you need to practice the gift of tongues. But it has nothing to do with salvation. Mm -hmm. We talked about gifts for the last couple of weeks that belongs in the gifts it does not belong in salvation so that's the first thing you need to understand is is it not only is this simple but there's there's no uh requirements loaded on you other than the ones i'm going to talk about in a minute and uh, so <clears throat> when we talk about salvation um just just uh, listen real close on exactly what it takes because I'm hoping that some of, you, some of you out there would listen to this and you would turn your lives over to Christ tonight. Mm -hmm. Our purpose is to bring you into the family of believers. And once you're in that family, you're going to find your life is totally different than it was before. So I want to start with uh, one that's probably familiar, at least with the believers, is in, uh, it's in uh, 1 John chapter 1, and I want to look at uh, verses 8 and 9. And uh, <clears throat> just uh, before we get into here, just, uh, just look at my notes, and, and I left this out. One of the things you have to understand, even though it's very simple, you can't work your way into salvation. You can't earn your way into salvation. And in fact, Romans 6.23 says it's a free gift of God. Now, when somebody gives you a free gift, you don't have to do anything but receive it. Uh -huh. That's exactly the way salvation is. So in First John one eight, it says, "We say that we have no. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us." And that's where you would be right now if you did not believe in Christ. You're deceiving yourself in thinking that you don't have sin, or you're deceiving yourself in thinking that you can do good works and get into heaven, or you're a good person, therefore you're going to be saved, or you go to church. I got to tell you, none of that counts towards salvation. If God kept a tally sheet, He'd have to be watching everything you do, and He'd have to remember you got some sins in there too that are going to be negative points. So there's nothing you can do to get salvation except this, verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous 
to give us our, our forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So how do we become unrighteous? By confessing our sins to Christ. And and I've been asked this question: uh, Do I have to confess them all? Uh, no, you can just say, "Lord, I'm a sinner, and I've sinned." And God knows what those sins are, so you don't have to name them one by one. <laughs> Uh, But you do have to confess the fact that you are a sinner and that uh, you have sinned. And so that's the first step into salvation. Then we want to go to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And and this, this is the process of coming to Christ. Verse 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there is the step. That's all you have to do. Confess that Jesus is Lord. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and just believe that God raised him from the dead. And that's why when I talk about these other religions, their leaders are still dead. Jesus isn't. Because God raised him from the dead. And I don't think there's any other religion that that says their God was raised from the dead. So that's the difference between Christianity and believing in Christ and believing in these other religions. Our God lives. Verse 10 will tell you why that's important. And I think this, this this is a good one to keep in mind. It says, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Mm. I love that. Mm. When you believe, the results of believing in Christ are righteousness. Then it goes on to say, and with your mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Uh So there are the steps to salvation. Believe that God raised him from the dead. Believe that God, uh, let me back up a little bit, believe that God sent him to the cross for our sin and then raised him from the dead. And then uh, you confess your sins for what he did on the cross for us when he died for our sins. You confess that and accept that free gift. And that results in salvation. Now, verse 11 says, the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Oh, I love that. Uh, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. And so it's a guarantee of, of your salvation and the life changing that begins when you accept Christ. Verse 13 in this same Roman chapter says, Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to give you the opportunity to do this little procedure to receive Christ to receive salvation, and to see your life changed into a whole new being. Um, Now we look at things and we have sin. We have things that we're sorry we did. Um, Not that that that's going to change. We're still going to, unfortunately, we're human. We're still going to do some things that are sin. We have an out with that now. You go back to verse 9. All you need to do, or in Acts, all you need to do is confess your sin, and you're made righteous again. Without Christ, you don't have that. So I'm going to pray. If I, I'm, I'm hoping that some of you will want to turn your, Christ, your life over to Christ today. 
you want to experience. Uh, you know, they, they talk about in, uh, an invisible God, and yet what we really gain from Christ is experience. You can't see God, but you can experience his work in your life. Uh, if you look around, you can see him working in your life. And so salvation is is not just to giving your life over to Christ, letting your heart be filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's the experience you have in, in uh, believing in Christ and following him. So I would like to give you a chance tonight to, to go into salvation. If you've given your life tonight, we need to do a, a prayer of, uh, of uh, what's the word? <laughs> Acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you will, uh, if you will join me uh, as, we, as we say the prayer of salvation. So Father, I come before you now. And I confess I am a sinner. I have been disobedient to all your word. And I want to change. I recognize you as my God and as my Savior. And I ask you to come into my heart and change my life. Forgive my sins. Let the Holy Spirit lead and guide me as I choose to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you gave your your life tonight... I, I, we would really like to have you call the show. Um, John's going to give you the number in a minute, but this this is not done. We don't just talk on the air and and drop it. We would like to get your name so that we could pray for you. Yes, um, you're going to need help. Suggest you find a, a good Bible teaching church to get involved with. Get into fellowships. Get into those places where you can be encouraged and supported. And uh, and I'll, so I'll turn this back over to John to give. Yes, I pre- you know Ed, everyone who uh, confessed to that now is saved. You have a relationship with Christ. Um, you can give us a call at six one nine seven one five six nine one five. Again, that number would be six one nine seven one five six nine one five, and we will give you a study Bible to help you along. You know, we want to say thank you to all of our sponsors, Javier at Sombreros, uh, Pastor Steve over at Delcon Western Church, thank you. Jeremy over and Tim over there at Shat, uh, Skyline Church, we thank you. And Goodwill for the clothing. You know, it's been a pleasure to talk to you folks tonight. I pray that God will touch your heart in every way, and may God bless you tonight and be with you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.